Hello, I'm Sarah James, a lifestyle blogger and self-help aficionado. And I'm Kristen Howerton, a writer and psychotherapist. And you are listening to Selfie, a weekly podcast in the Life Listen Network about two women embarking on a self-care bender. We're both of the opinion that self-care is important, and yet it's elusive. And while we may have all the information we need, we don't always get there. We want to explore different aspects of self-care, from the silly to the serious, looking at body, mind, and spirit, and also just some random talk that's thrown in there for good measure. We we also want to look at the defenses and distractions to keep us from caring for ourselves like we should. Hey guys, I am here with Sarah James in my bedroom. <laughs> Sitting on Kristen's bed. We are together. It's super fun to be able to record together. Sarah's on a visit um, from Oklahoma City. Here, yes. Here in lovely Southern California, where it is so hot right now. Oh my gosh, but I love it. Well, you love it because I know. you just came out of like the dead of winter. I know. I know. We well, are just having the hottest winter out well, here. You know what, Kristen? So it's been in the 70s. There was like in the 70s a couple weeks oh, really? ago. Oh, That's so weird. Oh, yeah. So I think it's just hot everywhere. Yeah. yeah. So it's very nice to be here where it's 70s and warm, but the wind isn't like crazy blowing and it's just, oh, the ocean, mm-hmm. the, the, the everything. I just, I miss it so much. So yeah, we're here together mm-hmm. sitting on Kristen's bed, super professional. Um, <laughs> we are. We are so professional. But like, what's been going on with you? Anything big? Oh, well, you know, we're having pool woes. Oh, um, no. Yeah, with the hot weather. I had a pool guy, like, over-chlorinate my pool. Oh, um, no. Because it's a saltwater pool, isn't it? Or well, a, it's, it's a, not a saltwater pool. It's a – my pool is I, – I spent, like, a stupid amount of money on – it's called an ozone UV filtration okay. system. So it's not actually supposed to have much chlorine in it because okay. – we have all manner of eczema in my family. Oh, uh, yeah. And oh, yeah. I I don't know. Blah, blah, blah. First world problems. I had yeah. a guy completely shock the pool. Um, and then suddenly I emerged with all these skin conditions. <gasps> and when I saw, I busted him doing it. And then I'm like, oh. That could have been your chest that rash. That could have been. Well, let's talk about chest rashes. Oh, you guys. For a second, Sarah. Oh, because Sarah and I both have had like the weirdest month of skin conditions. Right. And I, I, if you guys listen to the podcast, you know, we went into this and I was like, what is this problem yes. that I had? We had this exact, we had, well, we kind of like came to that knowledge while on that podcast. Yeah. And then when we were finished, I we sent, sent, photos, we sent photos, photos to each, to each other, other of what our chest looks like. Sexy selfies. <laughs> like the most unsexy <laughs> chest photo ever. I was like, please, will you look at this amazing chest of mine covered in itchy bumps? But what was really crazy was that we had like, our rash was so similar. It was super weird, both on chest and, and abdomen. And But like on the abdomen, just a couple here and there. Yeah. But like, um, yeah. So it was really, really weird. I went to the dermatologist. Yeah. I, I did not. I just sat at home and itched. Well, I I wish I would have. And because, Googled. Yeah. I Googled. I thought I had all manner of all diseases, of course. And then I went to her. So she did a biopsy on my back and the biopsy came back and it seems that I have Grover's disease. That sounds horrible. That's the worst name ever. <laughs> Grover's disease. I mean, all you think about is Grover in the trash can on Sesame Street. I just immediately think like dirty... Sesame Street, kind of old manish. Okay, well, just to so, ju- hang on, just yeah. to make you feel a little bit better. Okay, um, Oscar is in the trash can. Oh, Grover <laughs> is a little cleaner. To be fair, Grover's blue. Oh, is he the one that 
He's uh, Grover's good. Grover's good. He kind of played the Cookie Monster, but yeah, different. a little bit. I mean, he's ra- round face. Okay, do you wait, Kristen? <laughs> do you know how many people I have talked to in the past week that I'm like, I have Grover's disease, just like the just like the, the trash can <laughs> no, guy on the set. Oscar. But no one has ever corrected me until now. That's why we're really good friends. Like that's why you're. A true I will friend. call you out oh when you um, mistake in your Sesame so Street characters. People. I'm embarrassed. Okay. Well, anyway, let me just let you know that Grover's disease is not a big deal. It's not even a disease. Why do they call it disease? I don't know. But the interesting thing is that it usually only affects old men. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, when you were reading that, I was dying. And basically, there's they don't know how you get it, and they don't know how to get rid of it. Awesome. But usually, it goes away, and like it comes and goes for five to ten years, and then it's gone. Oh, gee, thanks for that amazing oh, information. Brother. So that's what I have. But actually, right now, it's gone. It's fine. Yeah. It's mine's gone yeah, too. It's fine. I don't know if I also had Grover's disease, which <laughs> I was dying when you got that diagnosis because what would be the chances that you and I would both simultaneously, not having seen each other in months, have a non contagious old man disease at the same time? <laughs> because we totally would. But it really like did. It Mine looked the same no, as it was yours. So similar. I know. It was so, so similar. So well, anyway. I'll never know because I can't actually get my butt into the doctor. Well, I did it for you. Now you know it's I probably know. Grover's disease too and it's going to be fine. I'm sure all of you guys are just so happy to have this information. I'm yeah. sure you were just waiting, waiting for me to tell you what was wrong with my well, chest. Who doesn't want to hear about our rashes? Well, I Sarah. don't know. I mean, maybe maybe in the show notes we should put photos of our rashes. <laughs> oh my gosh. That would be so gross. Um, just a little note for the listeners at home. You may hear some tapping in the yes. background. Um, my house is still under construction. Yes. The construction project that never ends. It is not ending. But oh. I will say it's my first time out here seeing it, and it's looking lovely. It's coming right along. Well, thank and you. And there will be a day where you will not be listening to banging all day long. You know what? I'm I'm going to say that I'm not going to post photos of my rash, but I will post some construction <gasps> photos. You should. On selfiepodcast.com. You should. Just to give you guys a little glimpse of... Of the background because it's quite an undertaking. <laughs> it's, I mean, they're adding an entire second floor. Good lord, what so, have I done? No, but it's going to be amazing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we're going to talk about friendship today, mm-hmm. um, and I'm actually going to share a conversation that I had with a group of friends that I, to be honest, just basically kind of crafted a community of friends, and I'll yeah. explain how we did that. Um, so I'm going to chat about that in a second. Um, that conversation is with um, my little group of besties. Um, it is um, Sarah Goodfellow, Sarah Bessie, Jen Hatmaker, Tara Livesay, and Jamie Wright. So we're going to talk um, in a second. But how how do you feel like friendships in your in your 40s is going for you, Sarah? Like where are you at with all of that? I you know I think it's pretty good. You know I moved yeah. three years ago, so yeah. it's been different because I've had to. I mean I have, I have friends that I grew up with in Oklahoma yeah. that are still around, but you know I've kind of had to craft new friendships. And I am actually an introverted person and prefer to like hang out by myself. Yeah. So that's not the easiest thing. Totally. Um. You know we've talked in the past about our love for Voxer, and yes. I feel and I mean that was a huge thing for you within this particular group that we're going to talk about in a second. Yeah. But um. It's, it's, it's good. You know, it's just, it's always starting anew and making friends is always hard. Yeah. And I always love how, you know, you really did craft this together. Yeah. But for me, it's been good. It's, it's been good so far getting back to Oklahoma, but I do find it funny that I feel like some of the women that I, um, had friendships with in California 
that were um, not not top level, a little bit deeper. I mean, more than an acquaintance, but you know, just kind of hanging out have actually deepened since I moved. That's so interesting. Which I don't know if that's like a psychological thing. Like I, I, I can't, I can't quite put my finger on it. I have one really good friend, Anne Marie, that you know, Boxer has become a very big thing for us, and we talk. We talk a lot, yeah. you know, on Boxer. And it's definitely deepened. And it's just so interesting because we always laugh. We're like, why didn't this happen? We were actually in the same place. Well, I will let me say this though, because when you know, you and I lived in the same place. Right. And it's like you're just not intentional because you think like, oh, we'll see each other, and then you don't. That's so true. And it's like like now when you come out here, we're obviously very intentional right. when you're out. Right. Um, but I do think sometimes you can kind of take for granted the people that you live near. Oh, I think that's so true. And plus you're just kind of like in the thick of it, your day to day with your kids. And it's like really hard to make those friendships happen. Um, with things like boxer, you know, it's just like, Oh, Hey, I can hop on and we can continue this thing. And that's, I don't know. I think it's been so helpful. Oh my gosh. Boxer has been so helpful in cultivating and deepening friendships. I completely agree. And I, I can definitely say that my closer friendships for the people on boxer, it's kind of sad to say. Yeah. How have you been doing with making friends with um, other moms at your kid's school? Well, um, so it's interesting because my son, who's the oldest, is quite introverted like me. He's right. not in a lot of after-school activities. Yeah. So with him, it's always been like a really easy ride. I've kind of been able to like just <laughs> scoot around, around <laughs> the periphery, which I don't really mind doing. Now, my daughter, on the other hand, is like the most extroverted extrovert ever. She's in so many different, you know, sports and groups and all of these things. And so I've definitely found myself becoming closer to the, the mothers of her friends. Yeah. And luckily, so lucky, we she has a really great class of parents. Yeah. And um, she's doing so many sports and things that I'm seeing these people on yeah. the regular. I mean, yeah. it's like three to four times a week. And um, I've actually found I've met some really wonderful women that, you know, have it's it's extended beyond just seeing each other at basketball games and like going to get a drink one yeah. night or just kind of hanging yeah. out or having lunch. So it's actually been really helpful. Um, I think when you're when they're younger, when they're really little, and you're like trying to force those kind of like play date situations, yes. which I was never it's good so with. Awkward. I always was awkward on the play dates. Um, this is a little bit better because I feel like you can just kind of like you get a little feel for everybody, and then you obviously you find that you relate more yeah. than one to the other. So I think it's been interesting, but I will say this: I got to throw this in here. Um, no offense to Southern Californians, but um, I think you would probably agree with me that people in Orange County. It's very difficult to make deep friendships here. Um, It's just kind of, it's very top level. It's like, who's who? What are you doing? I I was here for 13 years. I never felt, besides a couple people, you Mm -hmm, included, mm -hmm. that I could really make that connection. In Oklahoma City, people are very different, very vulnerable, very warm. I mean, you can sit down and you're talking about life struggles within 30 minutes with someone, which was not the case out here. I agree, although I will say I find, um, because you know that our, the community that I live in right, right. Is, a, is a bit divided socioeconomically, yes. and there is a part of town, or actually a specific town that's a little more well-to-do, right? and by a little more, I mean like yeah. insane, like MTV right. made a reality show of the high school, right? well-to-do, right? and then there's another part of the town that's just a little more, you know, like the, you know, broker younger brother of the, right. of, of the beach town, right? and I find the, that the side of town I'm on yeah, 
is just a little more down to earth and well, laid back. Well, that's a good point. Yeah. That's like, a good there's point. not that, like, what do you do? What does your husband do? Show how rich you are. It's just, it's a little more laid back. It's a little more slacker, surfer. Yeah. yeah. I, I notice. No, and that's very good. I didn't, I didn't really get that. Yeah. Because we, we lived in Laguna Beach at first. Yeah. And then we lived in Newport Beach afterwards. Yeah. And yeah, it's kind of a little bit um, different. But it is nice now to just be, uh, Oklahomans are known for their warmth. For sure. Like, it's just, sure. hey, give me a hug, baby. Yep. Oh, come it's here. Totally you know. Different. So it's been good. I, I feel like things are good, but I always can work on it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I actually, you know, I'm I'm so glad that you, you're sharing this because I think I even mentioned in a, a previous podcast that I really enjoyed watching this. And it takes mm-hmm. a lot for me to sit down with a Facebook video, <laughs> you know, because it was it was relatively lengthy. Yeah. But I never I was it was it was fascinating. Yeah. But before we dive in, we want to share with you guys a great offer. So one of the things we've talked about quite a bit on the show is periods. <laughs> <laughs> Many of us have them. Many of us hate them. And oh, yeah. um, I have to admit one aspect of self-care that I really struggle with is remembering to keep my supply of tampons and pads. Oh, yes. Girl. I am yes. constantly like, okay, I've been having periods for over 20 years now. <laughs> you wouldn't think that I would forget to have tampons on hand. Yeah. And yet I do. do. So we have a great sponsor. Um to chat about and a great offer from that sponsor today for anyone else who struggles um, with that. So Lola, if you're not familiar, they're a female-founded company, and they offer a great line of organic tampons, pads, and liners. They started this company with a simple and obvious idea. Women shouldn't have to compromise when it comes to things they're putting inside their body. Yes, and you know I'm kind of big into this stuff. Oh boy, here we go. Here goes the soapbox, but no, here's the deal. The FDA does not require brands to disclose a list of ingredients in their feminine care products. Which is scary. Well, yeah, so most of them don't. They don't have to. Why would you? So major brands usually have a mix of synthetic ingredients in their products, including rayon and polyester. No, thank you. No, thank you. Lots of times they dye them. Yeah. So the cool thing about Lola, their tampons are 100% organic cotton. Okay, so, you know, Sarah is always about the good ingredients, and I'm always about the convenience. Um, What I really like about Lola is it's actually a monthly um, delivery service. You can subscribe, and it's totally customizable. You can choose your mix of products. You can, you know, fill the box with whatever you need, um, and you can change the frequency of your delivery. So it's really nice. You don't have to think about it every month. You've got a box showing up, and you forget to go to the grocery store and get your tampons. Yes. So yeah, it is super, super flexible. And we have a special offer for you guys. You can go to mylola.com, enter the promo code selfie, and you get 40% off your first order. So, I mean, that's a super deal. That is a good deal. That's mylola.com, promo code selfie. Okay, let's dive into this friendship conversation. Part of the reason why we decided to do this is because we get together every year. We have for almost five years now, more than five years. Yeah, six, six years now. And every time that we are together, we sometimes will post a picture on Instagram or on Facebook. And then inevitably people will ask us and say, how did this group start? Uh, How do I have a group of friends? Um, How did this even come to be? And so we thought we would just take a few minutes um, and I guess just tell you our origin story. Uh, what makes this happen, why it feels a bit like magic. 
and, um, and even a few things that we would want to share with you about what we have learned about how to have and maintain and build really strong uh, relationships and friendships with other women. So, Kristen, did you want to do the yeah. origin? Yeah, so I just really wanted to share because, you know, I feel like sometimes when we post on these gatherings, people leave comments that say, like, wow, I really wish I had a band of female friends. And um, I really wanted us to tell our story today. Really, I want to start out by saying that I was in that place. Um, I was absolutely in that place six years ago. Um, I did not have good female friendships. I felt like that was a real... Um, just a real hurt and pain in my own life. And um, we all do the Enneagram. So if you're not familiar, but I'm going to talk about that for a sec, but I'm an Enneagram three. So I'm a get it done kind of girl. And I'm looking at my life feeling like I don't have female friendships. And I'm like, you know what, damn it. I'm going to, I'm going to force them. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to make people be friends with me. I'm going to stalk them (laughs) until we're all friends. Um, Kind of really. And so um, what I did was I looked around my life and I recognized locally I did not have great friendships. I was coming out of kind of a church breakup that affected a lot of friendships as well. And I didn't have women I trusted. And so I just literally looked around my life um, at women that I admired, that I wished I was closer to, and I sent an email to them. And we just pulled up the email and it's really funny to read. And I just said um, to about half these girls and about um, six other women um, who are no longer here, and we'll talk about that in a sec, um, guys, I need friends. And I'm looking for a close-knit community. And I'm asking if any of you guys would be down. Um, And we didn't live in the same place. In fact, at the time, I think four of us lived in different countries. Um, And I said, would you guys be interested in creating a community? And we'll, we'll try this. Um, and so I sent that email out and some were down and some had brought other people in. Um, some women said no, which is a part of that too, is you just, you have to put yourself out there and recognize it's not for everyone. Um, some women said yes and then dropped out. I mean, anybody want to talk about that? I think there was a natural progression of just sort of filtering out there. We had, we started off with what a dozen women that were kind of Mm -hmm. interested and we talked and had some great conversations and just really naturally over time, um, the, the people who had great chemistry yeah. sort of clung. Mm-hmm. And, um, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. Or we just okay. didn't give up. And sometimes, yeah. sometimes it's stage of life. Like yeah, maybe some of the people that. who filtered out would still really fit in this group fine. But at the time that we started the group, it just didn't fit into yeah. what they had going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Totally true. Right. Sometimes it's yeah, stage of life, busyness, time. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that's, that's part of it. And, and being able to, I guess, by casting the net really wide, uh, Kristen ended up with a really strong handful of friends mm-hmm. um, you don't need 20 people sometimes even just if you end up with one friend from right that, that's right. enough so we wanted to just share um kind of the practicals too of how of how we mm-hmm. work so um we chat mostly on voxer yeah mm-hmm. um voxer is an app that we use just to stay in touch with each other it's a voice chat app um one of the reasons we used voxer is because we're all in different time zones right and for a long time we're in different countries and still are Yeah. So you don't have any sort of weird, clunky, international problems on connecting. There was a process. Like the Voxer thing, it was super awkward for me at first. Mm -hmm. I felt so weird about it. Mm -hmm. And we had to kind of like stick to it and just work through that that, that awkward first Mm -hmm. month. If you don't know how Voxer works, you (laughs) are in a private group. So it's not, nobody can see it unless that, except for who you invite in. But you essentially leave messages. So you. You leave a little, here guys, blah, 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 and then it's just there, and then your friends will listen to it whenever they listen to it. 
Um, whenever they get to it, whenever they open it. I usually listen to you guys in the car. When do you listen to me? Yeah, in the car. When you clean house, yeah. yeah. In the morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, out. yeah, like, <laughs> and we'll just like rip through it all. And so it ends up, we usually have like six drawers open at once on mm-hmm. things we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so you just, it's kind of at your convenience, which is why it's so helpful. Um, you can both leave messages when you have time and you can listen when you have time. You have to backtrack. You have to say, I want to go back to that thing that Kristen was talking right. about on the three weeks ago. That's right. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I just right. have to say this right now. So yeah, there's, yeah. you know, but, but we found our own rhythm yeah. and it works mm-hmm. really, really well. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. at first you feel just dumb while you talk to no one about your, whatever's making you sob that day. It's right. really awkward at first. <laughs> and then true. you, and the more you do it, the more you, you don't oh, feel I'm dumb sure. about yourself yeah. anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We have kind of given ourselves permission that you can be silly, you can be serious, you can be all those things at once. Um, There are days when three of us come in bawling about something, really, Um, and there are days where we are just making sex jokes. And there are days when, (laughs) yes, there are days when someone is bawling about something and then someone else will come in and say, totally off topic. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Something hilarious. Exactly. So there's a lot of freedom. That's true. Kind of like, there's not really any rules. No, there's not. But I do think. You know, one thing that we we positively dial into early as a shared value was that at least at some point in our group, and this develops as it goes to, you don't just start at level 10, but at some point we are telling the truth. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we talk about, well, first of all, everything, everything. Uh, really everything, um, every subject, every relationship we're in, career, parenting, marriage, sex. Um, absurd things, people we hate, um, uh, literally everything. Yeah. Food, I mean, recipes, food, food, I mean, recipes. It's literally tricks. Not clothes. one thing that doesn't get There's nothing, nothing, nothing we don't talk about. We tell you a lot of true things yeah. that are, we've said before, like if our Voxer group ever becomes public, we're all going to have to move it's, to another country. It's like this yeah. mutually we assured destruction. Yes. Right? <laughs> we're equal, all equal opportunity <laughs> blackmail material. <laughs> it so is. It so is. But uh, telling the truth is, is one of the most important things we've done. Yes. Um, and so we know that that is always going to be safe. It will always be received with love and with care and with attention and, um, and so it's not all funny, funny. It's not all silly, silly. Um, it's really, it's all in there. Initially, when we, we connected, there was a lot of onboarding that mm-hmm. had to happen. And we learned really the hard way that knowing each other's backstory and then even a lot of the small talk that you have to fill in and build that foundation in order to have something to kind of go deep on. But some of the things mm-hmm. that made a big difference for us were leaving room and space for the awkward. Mm. Um, letting, letting some of those things and somebody had to always go first, mm-hmm. like the first person to talk about sex. Like, I don't know who it was, but you know, God bless you. Right. And then it's probably Tara. I was going to say the midwife. Or it was Tara. Probably Tara. <laughs> she makes um, a living with, you know, whatever it is, <laughs> right? Female body parts. <laughs> okay. The other thing I think was really key for us is we have a real commitment to frequency. Yeah. Like we talk right. almost every day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we are very committed to showing up constantly and consistently for one another mm-hmm. in some shape. Or form like uh-huh. we talk almost every day. Mm-hmm. One of us does. Yeah, One of us does. Yeah. A couple. Like it's not like all of six of us are showing up every day and having these conversations all the time. Mm-hmm. Right. No, but somebody's always kind of keeping the conversation going forward because mm-hmm. our lives are always. Mm-hmm. always we have somebody has something. We have a million children. Yeah, yeah. we do. And, like, that's right. Careers. We all have a lot of yeah. children. Yeah. So that's, yeah. Well, and like every message, there's no one template here, but just just to, so you get a feel for the rhythm when when I, when you when we leave a message. It runs the gamut more or less between like, I don't know, what is it? Two and six minutes. Yeah. 
Sometimes so, 12. It depends so, on the day you're on, having. Sometimes the days we hit, there is a 15 <laughs> minute limit and we yes. have all hit it. Um, no, you're like, something's happening. Oh okay. yeah. That's Shit. True. There's a 15 minute <laughs> message. <laughs> Fast buddy. <laughs> uh, it's true. But so just, so sometimes we're just, we're just popping in. We're just dropping in. We're saying a two minute thing. Pulse check. Um, mm-hmm. Pulse track. What are you doing? Funny you something. Doing? Checking on somebody else. Um, and Haven't so, heard from you in a while. Check in, yeah. please. Mm-hmm. The drop, 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 drop. Yeah. Uh, it was this really, this organic progression of having these kind of silly conversations and awkward conversations. We're getting to know each other. And then there's this moment where you something happens in your life and you're like, I got to tell the boxer girls. Oh, yeah. Right. And you're just like, you're the, the first thing you do is you're, mm-hmm. you open your boxer app and you're just like, I got to, you're the people that I have to tell. We were just saying earlier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When my daughter had an unplanned pregnancy, these guys were among the first to know mm-hmm. because they're removed from it and they can be objective and they can pray for me and encourage me. And it's not so personal to them. In some ways, the, the fact that we're not really close and seeing each other every single day of our lives actually helps us be more vulnerable with each other. Mm-hmm. 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 Oh yeah. We open up this up for many a tragedy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's true for a lot of us when really big life crap has gone down. This is where we come. Mm-hmm. We come to each other. And we were just saying, you know, before we started this, like, there are things for sure in the last year that I don't know how I would have survived without this band of women. And, But also so many things, too, where I don't know what I would have done just because I trust them so much that I can come in and say, am I thinking about this clearly? Am I being an asshole? Am I I objective? Am I being petty? And then I know they're going to actually tell me. Right. Right? And someone will be like, you are kind of being an asshole. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I get get why or whatever. There's somebody will be like, yeah, you suck right now. How did you put it earlier? I always say that we are equal parts hair petting and ass kicking. Yeah. Yeah. Toward each other. Yeah. Towards each other. We will like, when you are crying and you are scared and you are sad, we will pet Mm -hmm. your hair and we will Mm -hmm. cry with you. But when the time comes, we will also kick your ass a little bit and get you out of bed, get you moving, ask you about your work, push you a bit harder, challenge you. Those are things I think that we need equal parts of in a really healthy female friendship is both the hair petting and the ass kicking. Yes. That's your next book. Thank you. That's your next book title. Hair <laughs> petting and ass kicking. I will write the forward. That's what I do in this group. That's my that's my operation. Writing a ruins for But you know what I think what we know too, just piggybacking off of what you just said, Sarah, is that um and this has just been born out over time, and time is a key factor. I mean, we're in year six, right? Yeah. I mean, this is a long time. We've logged a lot. Mm-hmm. So much life change in six years. Oh my gosh. Um, but having logged all that time, I think what we now know for sure is that whatever thing we pop open that phone app and say, it will be received with such tenderness. So there, there's a deep, deep, deep trust factor here. Heavy, heavy trust um, that we've earned. And that just takes yeah. time. And I, I think we'd like to talk about that a little bit. Like, what what if what if you want this? What if you want to kind of create this kind of community? If this is something that you're hungry for, if you're lonely, if you're new, um, if if friendship has been a rocky path for you, which we get that we've all had that too. Mm-hmm. That's um, why we're here. Yeah, yes. exactly. So that's not we're no strangers to that. It's not like oh these magical whimsy fairies just mm-hmm. get to have best friends all the time. You know that's <laughs> like not true. I'm we've, not down with whimsy anyway. I know that. <laughs> Right. So we, we understand where that comes from. So we'd like to talk a little bit about 
um, maybe how you can emulate this in your life, how you can create that kind of community. Yeah, because, uh, you know, one of the reasons um, that I wanted to do this video is just so people understood that, like, this didn't just actually happen organically. Right. It actually was really Fine. kind of yes. orchestrated it was. Um, at the beginning and kind of all of us putting our hands together and saying, we're, we're going to do this together. We're going to try. We're going to try a thing. Um, you guys, I invited women who didn't want to be part of it. I invited women who were part of it who then decided that it wasn't for them. And that's okay. So we kind of, we cast a wide net. Mm -hmm. We put our hands together. We're the ones that kind of stuck around. Mm -hmm. um, but it, it wasn't just a wait and see kind of thing. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like, um, I wish, you know, I wish no this would... Purpose. Yeah, there was no red yeah. carpet rolled yeah, out yeah. for us. Um, and there's really nothing about our friendship. I know some of us have online platforms, but there's actually nothing in this group that has anything to do with that other than that we share, kind of share a job and can talk about that as a commonality. But, um, you know, there's it's really not about, you know, a, a platform thing. It's more just about, like, finding the people in your life that you think might be a candidate and then reaching out. And maybe that looks like you tag them here. And mm -hmm. you say, would you be interested in trying something like this? And do right. you know other women who might be? I'll say what you said earlier. Yeah. What? You were just, I would love for you to talk about what you talked about earlier in terms of who to look for. Not necessarily like the shiniest oh, right. star, you know? You know, there's a couple things that I think is, is really uh, key in some of this. And some of it might sound a wee bit high schoolish, and that's mm. not at all our intent. But... Um, First of all, I think that a lot of times we will, especially if you're feeling lonely, we'll look at people who have like 100 friends or look like they have a really busy full life and we'll say, oh, I wish I could be in that inner circle. And so you try to slide up to someone whose mm. kind of dance card is already full. Mm -hmm. um, something I find has been really helpful is to look and something I, I probably even tell my kids sometimes is look for who else is alone. And look for us who else looks a little bit lonely. Mm -hmm. I also really look hard for people who laugh at the same jokes. Yeah, oh, that's good. And that's, that's a good filter. You know, that's a that's a really good filter for mm -hmm. me of being like, you know, do we can we will we cackle like crones over this right. or not? And I think that's a, a key one too, is being able to look for that. I mean, I, I I don't know. I think that sometimes that we can get really intimidated by people who are really gifted at friendship and uh -huh. who look like it comes very easily and effortlessly to them. And instead, by looking for people who laugh at the same jokes and look like they have some space and room for a friend, uh, like I said, you don't need 20, you need one. Right. That's good. Like, you put in the effort, and somebody, like, initiates this thing, and then the people with great chemistry just sort of, claim, like, stick together. And it's, But you have to do the work. You have to kind of do the work first, and then, and then it just sort of comes comes together more naturally. Again, we don't live in the same place. Mm -hmm. um, Tara lives in Haiti. Right. You know, there was a point where Jamie was in Costa Rica and Sarah was in Peru Canada. and Sarah's always in Canada. And so we try to get together once a year. Um, take us, take us to your leader. Suckers. <laughs> <laughs> Except that you have the hardest journey to get here do. every year. Which I do. I pay, I, pay, I pay for Justin Trudeau and Airline Miles. You, you do. do. <laughs> you do. That's fair. But yeah, we try to get together once a year, um, you know, and if that doesn't work out, maybe you get together twice, you know, mm -hmm. every other year. Um, but or we just you don't make it. I missed yeah. a year. Yeah, we uh, yeah. Missed you missed it. Too. Yeah. yeah. If you can make it and save for it, and it can be the most simple thing in the entire world. You can literally sit on your girlfriend's living room floor for three days. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is it's not fancy for sure, but. Um, that it's the dailiness. That's yeah. I, I would say that is our glue, and that's that's really where all the magic has happened. Especially when you are people who are super busy, and you do have a lot on your plate and a lot of demands and a lot of uh, relationships or things that are kind of going on, which is pretty much 
all of us. That's all right. of you. All of you have that. That's Nobody right. is a special snowflake right. and has like oodles of time to watch soap operas and eat bonbons. Mm-hmm. Um, you'd have to actually prioritize checking in. You yeah. make it takes time. Yeah. We make time. Yeah. You know, like yeah. like if I'm offline for three weeks or something, yeah. someone will come in and and text yeah. like you have to read this. Like mm-hmm. Jamie, check in. Jamie, tell like, us you're all right. Yeah. yeah. So there is that sense of like always kind of being aware of people's lives and drawing them back in when needed. One of the things we've also mentioned that kind of works in our group is that we're actually really different. We might look the same online, um, but we, um, we've we all done our Enneagram typing, which is the thing we share and talk about a lot. We're, for the most part, um, different, yeah. but we, we are, we're different and yeah. that's kind of okay. And yeah. I, I think we kind of, we, we learn about each other's personality and we kind of laugh mm-hmm. at our foibles that are mm-hmm. inherent in our personalities. We give a lot of grace for our differences um, and even our differences of opinion and theology mm-hmm. and all yeah. that kind of stuff. All true. There's got to be a couple of things we disagree on, right? Yeah. It's hard to find. I know. But we have probably found a couple. Uh, country music. Oh, my oh, guys. You guys. You let us Side know. note. Side note. We're, we are at Jen's. Uh-huh. Lake House, and she made us listen to country music mm-hmm. the first whole night. Uh, the whole well, night. You know so what? radical acceptance in a friendship. <laughs> this is a safe radical acceptance. Safe if I stupid. sat through an evening of country, not just country, like 90s, 90s country, <laughs> which is amazing. It is the best. You You're were, welcome. If you can't wait for Martina McBride, then yeah. you are missing yeah. something. Thank you. Jesus, take the wheel. So discerning. You're so discerning. <laughs> um, one other thing I think that we, that you did, Kristen, at the beginning, really really, really well is you identified the gap you had in your life and you, you actually went after something to fill it. Yeah. Like for me, I, I really needed women who did what I did. That's good. I didn't know anybody who was doing what I do Mm -hmm. or who cared about the things I cared about. And you don't always find that in your real life or on your block or anywhere else. Sometimes you do. And that's incredible when that happens. But sometimes it might be in your uh, Facebook group that you're in or in on um, Twitter or at a mom's mm-hmm. group at a completely different church than you go to mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. There's a million places where you can stumble upon and find really good, rich community. It doesn't have to look like how it did for your mom or for your friend who's really mm-hmm. good at this. Yeah, that's a great point. I would suggest that uh, one of the worst enemies of a lack of, of lack of good and strong and true community is just inertia. Like, uh, there is this sense that if you just toggle the right switches, it'll all just drop in your lap or, or somehow it'll just happen organically. You know, you mentioned this earlier, but I I really cannot recommend enough just literally taking the bull by the horns. Even if at the beginning, it's so formulaic, like we are on Fox. We literally named ourselves. We gave our group a name. We, it was kind of like robots for a minute, you know, very dorky. I was like super embarrassed. Very yeah. dorky. It's a little bit earnest. Super embarrassed. Yeah. I was like, this is amazing. That's so true. Yeah. Of course she did. Um, but that can be you. You can be the one. You can be the first person to tip that domino like Kristen did and be sitting six years from now with people that are like sisters. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's not, we're not special. No. We don't have some special quality that makes this work. You're the lonely person listening. I really, really believe that this could be, you could be the one. You could mm-hmm. be the the sort of the linchpin here who starts something new in your life. Look around your circle and think like, what are the needs that I have in a friendship? And who are some of the people that meet that those needs? Like for me, it was, um, I'm sarcastic <laughs> and I needed sarc- other sarcastic. <laughs> Important. Important. Yeah, sarcastic. I'm, I'm cynical. Yeah. Um, 
for, for me, I'm a Christian, but I'm, I maybe teeter on the margin of what that, you know, what that looks like in my life. Um, I wanted other mothers. I remember you saying, we're all, this is the one thing we have in common. Like we didn't have tons in common, but each one of us is putting something out there online, like whether it's sharing what we're doing abroad or whether it's writing books or writing a blog. And so you were saying we're all open to the good and bad of being out there on the internet. And so maybe we can support each other when we screw it up because we do, we screw it up. Especially you, Jen. Yeah. (laughs) So much. (laughs) Hashtag false prophet. (laughs) The worst. Pray for her. The worst. The worst. Um, Another thing is, I think that we, um, we always pick each other. We've always got each other's back. Always. No matter what. Sociality, trust. Like we will go down fighting for so and with like for one another. Like we have, I feel you like always got my back. That's so true. Yeah, I, I feel like I could like <laughs> steal a car <laughs> and burn down a house mm-hmm. and rob a bank and come in and be like, "You guys, I did something so stupid," and you'd be like. <laughs> We understand. Is, like you'd be like, yeah. we're gonna fix this. Is Not there like, a body we need to hide? <laughs> yeah. Or and you might tell us nothing like, else. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like you've, it's so, um, it, it's so comforting. Yeah. Knowing yeah. That like I can do, teams. I can screw up in any way, and you guys will probably tell me I screwed up, right. and mm-hmm. also be like, we got this. We're gonna fix this. We're gonna clean this up. Mm-hmm. And That's I good. appreciate both of those. Uh-huh. There have been plenty of times I've popped in this group and been called out <laughs> in a <laughs> wonderful way, in the way that we should be, that, you know, I would dream of on the internet. Um, but to just be like, I think you're reading this wrong, or um, that's not how I'm hearing what you heard, or you or overreacted, you overreacted or, you or you underreacted. I think you should say this or not say this. And I, I almost obey you every time. I trust your discernment and your instinct. And the thing is, when you, when you know, it's so blindly the blind, it's terrible, terrible, but we made blood packs. Should we talk about that? (laughs) That's what we really, when do we dance under the stars? Stop. Oh my gosh. Just just jokes. Um, Yeah. But you, you end up earning credibility with one another after a while so that I know whatever you say to me, I know that you love me Mm -hmm. and I can filter it through that lens. Um, I had no idea when I started the group three years ago that I'd be going through a divorce. I just felt that lack of friendship in my life. And I, I really think if I had not, if I had not, um, gathered this group of women around me, I don't know how I would have survived the last Mm -hmm couple years. I literally don't. I have talked to them every step of the way. Um, they know, you know, they have known about all of it the whole time and they have given me so much support, so much encouragement, so much wisdom. Um, they have rallied around me in the midst of, you know, me wondering how I'm going to talk about this online and, um, just given me so much good advice. But if you feel like your friendships are not in a strong place, I hope no one else goes through a divorce because it's pretty terrible. Um, but you just never know what life's going to hand you, That's whether right. it's a miscarriage, a divorce. Oh my I mean, between all of us, yeah. we've all had, you know, we've all had some pretty yeah. crappy things happen. Teenagers I, drop bombs all the time. Teenagers. Yeah. The internet turning on you, um, you know, um, and I just can't impart how valuable it is to have women around you. And if you don't have it, because I think especially for moms, um, busy moms, you know, the whole work-life balance thing is difficult. And we try to balance our kids and our husband and our jobs. And the friends fall by the wayside. They do. They absolutely did for me. I can barely manage everything else. The friendship is going to fall off the edge. 
Um, and I really have learned in the last few years how valuable it is and how we have to make it a priority mm, because there's nothing, you know, even if your husband's your best friend, there's nothing like girlfriends. There's no. literally nothing like girlfriends. In fact, research shows, if you didn't know this little fact, that you get That's as it. much mm -hmm. oxytocin into your bloodstream laughing with girlfriends as you do from an orgasm. Like that feel-good hormone. Well, that's so whole topic. I don't <laughs> <laughs> uh, so now you know. We were trying to find a an an icon of sorts. We're um, we were talking a, about getting I wanted tattoos. to get a tattoo. Oh, that's what it was. We yes. wanted to get a tattoo. All right, just yeah. let us have that. Don't whatever. Don't uh, just just receive we that know. without comment. We know. It's a little. We know. It's girl. a little. It's fine. No. I'll, we'll, we'll take. It. We, didn't we didn't do, do it. it. Okay, we're going we were to having a conversation. That. That's how it started. And like, what's a thing? Like, what's a what's symbol? A, is it a word that we love? Is it a symbol of sort of our our friendship? And um and I'd remembered that. Earlier in the year, my really good friend, Nicole Norman, and some of you, a lot of you know her too, and she, uh, she and I on tour together, and um, it was just such a, such an awful year, and I felt scared and alone and um, just overwhelmed, and she sent me this um, story. She said, I'm going to send you um, a picture and a story, and it's about elephants, and I'm like, well, this is weird. This is a weird start. <laughs> I'm fragile here. So <laughs> elephants is a great story. Okay. Really and she said <clears throat> her daughter Pepper had been like super obsessed with elephants. And so as we know, when you have an elementary student, you also learn about Paul Revere. You also learn yeah. about elephants and platypus. Um, <laughs> and so she had done a paper um, on elephants and she said, here's something interesting in the wild. Um, female elephants have this tribal way about their community. And when one of their sister elephants really is going through one of two things, either um, she is giving birth or she is injured. So either way, she's either preparing to bring forth new life or she is hurt. She is harmed. All the sister elephants will back around her in formation um, so tightly, in fact, that you cannot even see her in the middle. And they stomp up all this dirt and they make a ruckus. And it's essentially sending a signal to predators and enemies and attackers all around, basically saying, if you want to get to our sister while she is vulnerable, um, well, uh, you're going to have to go through 40 tons of female aggression to do it. Um, and so. In the case of, of giving birth, when they're, when the sister elephant gives birth and the baby is born and new life has shown and we have seen new life come through so much tragedy in our stories mm -hmm. these last few years, um, then all the sister elephants, well, they do two things. First of all, they, they kick dust over the baby to kind of protect its fragile skin from the sun. So they're already welcoming in that, that new life. They're already welcoming in whatever has been delivered. Um, and then, like, all in unison, they start trumpeting. All, all those sister elephants. Like a ball. I know. Like, it's a ball. <laughs> they all trumpet. And it's like this, this female celebration of triumph and of community and of new life. And, um, and there's this sense that, that that is what we are to each other. That is. So we now use an elephant as our key symbol. Mm -hmm. Um, that no matter what, whether you are 
like Jamie's about to have a book come out. So she is literally bringing forth new life. She is really, you have, you are. Yes, it is. It's your baby. You are bringing something new to the world. Um, or you are in recovery, you are in recovery from divorce. Mm -hmm. And so whether we're injured, whether we're creating, no matter what the rest of us, we will back around you. We will Mm -hmm. keep you safe. Mm -hmm. We will fight your enemies. And we do. We can be mean. Oh, Oh, so mean. Mm. Um, Mm -hmm. not me. No, you, you can be mean in a very nice way. It's an, <laughs> you're Pentecostal mean, yes. and that's its own brand. It's more of a passive aggressive mean. Yeah, it's, it's kind of it's kind of my gift. <laughs> you have said that passive aggression yes. is my spiritual it's gift. So true. Yeah. So mine is mocking people. I think that's what we that's what we love, and I think that's how we operate, and that's what we want for you. Yeah. And I know a lot of you are watching and listening, and you have that, and it's amazing. And you should immediately text your crew. And be yeah. like, you are my sister elephant. Right. And yeah. make your appointments for tattoos. You make, and it's good. That's it's fine. Yes. I, there's no shame in it. Jamie yeah. will make um, And so I think it's worth it. I think that community is worth it. It's powerful. Um, it is strong. It's lasting. Um, and so I, that's our commitment to one another. That's, what our, that's our hope for you too, is that wherever you are, that you have community that tells the truth, that is fun and funny, that mm-hmm. loves you no matter what. That has your back regardless. Um, And there is risk to it, which we understand, but we promise you it's worth the reward. It is 100% worth it. Okay, this this was a really good question. Somebody asked, do you think technology has made Mm -hmm. friendships... Um, easier or more difficult? And I think it's a yes and. Yeah, yeah, I think that, and it's funny, we've been talking a little bit about like some of us have a word for the year and mine is less, Mm. um, just less of everything. Because I think technology can widen our sphere so much that we have a million acquaintances and Mm -hmm. not a lot of friends, especially with social media. And we can get on Facebook and feel like we're friendly with people and like we're connecting, but it's not a true connection. And I do think there is something magical about like there's, there's not that many of us. And the funny thing is I did cast a wide net and I sent that email to probably like 13 people. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm like super thankful that it's smaller because mm-hmm. the intimacy would not be there otherwise. Mm-hmm. But I think technology can it, – it can um, make for better friendships because sure. it 1,000% the Voxer app is like yeah. responsible for this friendship. It sure is. But at the same time, you really have to work at it. Yep. Yeah, really. We have to choose to go to one another instead of like scrolling Facebook instead. Yes. You know, like we have to choose to use technology to our advantage and within our relationships. and yeah. To prioritize. Yeah. Exactly. To prioritize checking in with one another. Yeah. And we've we had do. to choose being vulnerable. I mean, we every single one of us has not cried into yeah. the Voxer app. Right. Like you can't understand what they're saying. Right. Yes. yes. I know. I have like started and then I'm like, I can't, I can't even talk. I'll come <laughs> back true. later. I can't speak over my tears. Um, yeah. And yeah, or we text because we're crying, you know, and that's, that's okay. And someone said, how do we do this? I mean, how you do it really, honestly, just, I mean, let this video just be a thing that you send to someone or tag someone in tag your friend, and, or a few friends and see if anybody is like, yes, I want that. You know, Mm -hmm. and some people, like Sarah said, their dance card is full and it's not, or it's not the right time. So you just, you know, you cast your net and I, I could like take it. I mean, I know that I do this and this is a hundred percent a me thing to say. Do it. Uh, <laughs> I, I really prayed for this. Yeah. And it's not like, I think that prayer is like some magical thing that, that, you know, well, you know, you put it in and here it comes, but I longed for and prayed for 
and then put a lot of hands and feet and voice to what I was longing for. Um, And so there is a sense of maybe someone will come to you with the invitation, maybe you will move forward with the invitation. But I believe that this is really a glimpse of what it means to be communal, what it means to be living in community with one another. Um, I think what God's heart is for all of us is to have this overwhelming sense of having women who have your back, who love you, who will watch for you. Um, and I think it's worth praying for. There's this magic that happens here because we all choose to show up and we all choose to lean in and, and be and so work. vulnerable. But it's wrong. Make it accessible, so, yeah. but no, to make it when you, no, yeah, when you do the thing, when you are the Christian who sends out the email and then everybody, you know that you've been praying for this and yeah. we all knew that we needed it in some way or, one, or another. I mean, for me, this is, it is so unlike me to be like, yeah, okay. This is just Actually, not. Actually, I can tell you that it took her the longest to be all in. Of all of us, it took you the longest. For sure, because it's yeah. weird. Yeah. <laughs> and I would be You're like, weird. And and she actually while, doesn't really like us. <laughs> Why are we here? What is Why happening? I, I hate this. No, I love every second of it. And, but it is so, it's so outside of my norm to That's be true. like, I'm going to respond to this email and join this group of women and, um, and really like Huge go, risk. Right? Huge yeah. risk. Yeah. And so, so. It's, it's just both, right? Yeah, you do good. the practical part and then kind of it's, it's like the universe and God or whatever you want to call it comes in with the magical part and you thrive together. Mm-hmm. Like it's just, it's kind of beautiful. I'm going to share just two other ways that I have created community for myself when I was in a season where I really, I did, I went through a church breakup. If you've ever been where, you know, my, my spouse was on staff, um, we, we left the church, and in doing so, we kind of lost all of our friendships at once. And I know other people have been in that same situation. If you're really looking for friendships, start a book club with, yeah. with other people. Start a book club. Um, get together. Someone makes dinner for everyone else. Um, start a supper club. I, mm-hmm. You talk about that because yep. I got that idea from you. Oh, yeah. I didn't invent the idea of supper club, but I'm in one. And we've also been together for five or six years at this point. And that's fun. Uh, couple wise, it doesn't have to be that. Can, it doesn't have to be couples in our world. It is, and it's about once a month, more or less. And it's just uh, I, I, that also started with almost all strangers. Mm-hmm. One couple knew all the couples. The other couples did not know each other. Um, and so I'm now here for that kind of risk. Like yeah. once upon a time, I would have thought weirdos. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I don't want a weird person. Except it keeps working. That just that sort of that sort of roll of the dice. It's kind of worth it. Yeah. You end up with magic after a while. And if you're not the three, if you're not the starter and the go getter and the inviter, just say yes. Yeah. Right. Like just do it. Just try we'll it. What's going to happen if you're yes. lonely and lame already? Like nothing. It's not going to get worse. <laughs> I mean, we're laughing because we've literally all been there. I, I'm we've saying all been lonely and lame. Like so. Yeah, let's wrap wrap it up. All right. Thanks, you guys, for watching. And like we said, if we can inspire you um, to deepen your friendships with women, that's really what we wanted to do today. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Bye, everybody. Okay. Well, that was super interesting. And I think it's going to be really helpful for a lot of women, you know, in their 40s or even earlier and, you know, crafting and cultivating these friendships. So what do we have uh, for the next week? So next week, we are going to be talking about process addictions, um, also known as behavioral addictions. So, you know, not your um, drug addiction under a bridge downtown, but just some of the addictions that many normies Like me. Yeah, same. Um, And we're also going to talk about pets. (laughs) (laughs) Lots to say on that. You're going to have to listen in to find out why we're giggling. (laughs) 
<laughs> See you guys next week. Thanks for joining us. Continue the selfie conversation with us on Instagram at, at selfie podcast and on Facebook at facebook.com backslash selfie podcast. You can also visit our website to check out the resources we've talked about in each episode at selfiepodcast.com. Make sure to subscribe to Selfie on iTunes so that you can catch up with us next week. A huge thanks to Shepherd Audio for our intro music. Take care.